Helping Hand podcast. My name's Pauline Shannon. I'm a mother of three and a reflex integration therapist. Each week I will be meeting someone who helps children and families. I will be asking them what they do and how they do it. We will learn how different therapies can help, how to choose which is right for you and how to find them when you need them. Hi, today I'm talking to Charlotte Kirkbride from the Nutrition Spectrum. Charlotte's a qualified nutritional therapist with a special interest in addressing the many health challenges that children with additional needs have. Hi Charlotte, thanks for joining us today. Hi Pauline, thanks so much for inviting me here to talk today about the benefits of nutritional therapy. You're welcome. I'm really interested in what you do and it's thanks to the wonders of the internet that we can even have this interview. Absolutely, I know, it is great, it makes such a difference. Doesn't it? Would you like to start by giving us a brief idea of what nutritional therapy is and then you can tell us a bit more about how you do it and how you got into it. Yes, absolutely, Pauline. Uh, I also just wanted to say, I think that what you're doing here and creating this website and podcast is fantastic. And I only wish that when uh, my son was uh, diagnosed on the autistic spectrum, that there'd been something like that at the time, because I think it would thank have been you. amazing, such a great resource. So yeah, no, thank you for, for arranging all these interviews. Uh, yeah, so uh, Pauline, I can honestly talk, so please keep me on track if I start digressing. Uh, so like you said, I'm a nutritional therapist and really the foundations of nutritional therapy are all about using diet and lifestyle adjustments, possibly alongside maybe some uh, supplements, looking at improving a person's health or their mood. And also in the case of children with additional needs, you know, we're looking at maximizing their development. So Charlotte, how did you get into nutritional therapy? What attracted you to it? Yeah, so I suppose if, uh, you could say that the first time I became aware of the benefits of nutritional therapy was back in my mid-twenties. So I'd been a very healthy child until my mid-teens, at which point I started getting real tummy troubles. And then no end of tests over the next few years could identify the problem. And I was just given a diagnosis of irritable bowel syndrome. And the only real advice I was given was to eat more vegetables, which at that point actually made things worse for me. So fast forward to my early 20s, I still had my IBS, which had got progressively worse. But on top of that, I then developed really severe migraines. And the only treatment option I was given, apart from the strong drugs they'd already given me to cope with actual attacks, was to put me in a low dose of an antidepressant. And when I asked how long I'd need to be on them, the doctor said, well, pretty much the rest of your life. So I took one look at the side effects and decided it wasn't for me. And I thought I'd explore other options. So just by chance, I was in Hanover Health Foods in Edinburgh one day. And that day, really looking back, completely transformed my life. And I'll always be grateful to the woman that was working there that day. Because when I asked what could she could recommend for migraines, she asked me if I'd considered giving up gluten, as it was a known trigger for migraines. So I did exactly what she'd said. And within three days, not only had my migraines disappeared, but the irritable bowel syndrome that had been the bane of my life for a decade also disappeared too. So in actual fact, it never been irritable bowel syndrome, but rather a gluten intolerance. And I really just thought, wow, imagine I'd accepted the doctor's prescription. I'd perhaps have been on that medication for life and I would have been carrying on eating gluten. And I don't really know where I would have been now in terms of my health. So. And after that, I became much more aware of the effect that food can have on your health. But it was only really after my son Charlie was born, when he was diagnosed with an autistic spectrum disorder, 
that I really got on the road to becoming a qualified nutritional therapist. So uh, our son Charlie, sorry, sorry. Our son Charlie, uh, like I say, was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome when he was four and a half, and he's now 13. And he had various different challenges, but mostly uh, he, he absolutely hated any changes in routines. He had a very short attention span, unless it was something that he was totally interested in, in which case he could be hyper-focused and talk about it for hours. And I know there'll be plenty of parents out there who can totally relate with that. He also had a real inability to cope with any disappointment, which was probably the most common trigger for any meltdowns. So birthday party games, for example, became something I'd actually dread. Uh, and he also went through a period of time when he'd lash out if he was feeling overwhelmed, which was probably as a parent the hardest thing to deal with, to see him so stressed, you know, as well, and just feeling that that was his only option, you know, at that point in time. He was also fast. I'm sure a lot of parents will recognise what you're describing. Absolutely. It is. It's so hard. You know, it's so hard. He was uh, fussy with his foods, which is common with kids on the spectrum and certain textures and still, you know, is at this point. And he wasn't a great sleeper, which had a knock-on effect on how well we all slept as a family. And I always say that you can cope with anything if you've had a good night's sleep. And although he sleeps better now, my idea of a long lie is perhaps a little different from the average parent. You know, I think if he sleeps a half six, I'm like, yay, <laughs> this is great. You know, I've got friends who are like, oh my goodness, my son woke up at seven o'clock, it's just so early. I think, ah, aha. Anyway, so then after Charlie's diagnosis, I became a bit disheartened because the only options that were given for improving the challenges that he faced were pretty limited and mostly all pharmaceutical. We offer drugs to help him sleep, other drugs to reduce his hyperactivity. And for some children in their family, absolutely, these drugs make all the difference. And I would never, ever judge anyone for choosing to go down that route. But for Charlie, I wanted to investigate other more natural methods before I considered anything more medicinal. So I think having seen myself, the positive changes that can happen with a simple dietary approach, you know, that was where I was at at that point. And I also became aware that the food that he was eating could sometimes trigger more unwanted behaviour, could make him a bit more hyperactive or quicker to temper. But whenever I asked any doctors if there might be a dietary link behind these issues, I was always dismissed. One consultant actually even told me that Charlie was already going to stand out as being different because of his autism. And if he was at a party and having to avoid certain foods, it would only make him stand out more. And I thought, this is crazy, do you know? So at that point, I totally launched myself into researching what I could do for Charlie, myself. Read absolutely every book available, attended any seminars I could find on autism. And I was just convinced that there was more that I could do rather than just, you know, drugs. And then looking back, there was one book that I read that really stood out and probably launched me on my journey into nutritional therapy. And it was a book called The Brain Food Plan, Is That My Child? by Robin Pock. I want to say Pock, Poch. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it was a book that detailed how nutrition and exercise, in fact, can help children overcome many conditions from dyslexia to dyspraxia, ADHD and Tourette's syndrome. And it was absolutely fascinating. And for me, it was just so reassuring to see that there was actually doctors that acknowledged the positive and negative effects nutrition might play on a child's behaviour. 
And it just really gave me a sense of hope that I hadn't felt for a while. So uh, as advised in the book, I started Charlie on a fish oil supplement, which was the first thing we tried. And we quickly noticed significant improvements in not only his concentration, but also his coordination. You know, there was big differences. And then there was a reduction in his more aggressive outbursts. So it was amazing just to see, you know, just a simple supplement, obviously replacing some nutrient that he needed making all that difference. And then another suggestion that was actually made by a good friend of mine who also had a child on the spectrum was to start giving Charlie Epsom salt baths each night to help him sleep. And Epsom salts actually contain magnesium sulfate, which is known to relax the nervous system. And if you think kids like Charlie are more or less always in a state of fight or flight. So the magnesium in the bath that you know, they then absorb just supports their nervous system enough to relax and just can reduce the cortisol that's flowing in them. So we were just anticipating it might improve his ability to settle in the evening and to maybe reduce his 5am wake-up calls. But what we hadn't expected was one other lovely benefit. So we regularly told Charlie that we loved him, but he never said it back to us. And then the morning after his first steps on salt bath, I kid you not, he jumped into bed beside us, turned to look at me, totally out the blue he said I love you mum and then he turned to his dad and he said I love you dad and I honestly just cried it was just it was just so amazing and I always think was it the Epsom salts or just a coincidence and that I don't know but I you know my friend and I they introduced me to Epsom salts we still joke to this day about the power of the Epsom (laughs) You know, because it, it was just really noticeable. And the other thing, you know, that we noticed from that point on, his conversation became much more two-sided, you know, so it was less one-sided. There was much more interaction. And I do believe, you know, it was it was partly to do with the magnesium. So then moving forward, we undertook some functional testing on Charlie that identified foods that we should exclude. And then when we removed them, and introduced a few other supplements, totally transformed his behaviour, really reduced his anxiety. And it gave us as a family a renewed sense of hope. And it was just so amazing to see for him, you know, to be much more relaxed and calm. It was great. And inspired by all these positive changes, I absolutely had to learn more. And I was like, I want to shout from the rooftops that there's more that you can do to help your kids. You know, and I wanted to do it for the parents of these kids as much as the children themselves, because being a parent of a child with additional needs is just so exhausting sometimes. You know, you rarely get enough sleep. You're permanently worried about them, either for what's happening today or for their futures. Simple day trips, you know, that should be fun can sometimes become a total minefield. And sometimes you bear the brunt physically of your child's frustration. And I actually honestly believe that there might be a degree of PTSD in parents of kids with additional needs sometimes. So I I enrolled at the College of Naturopathic Medicine in Edinburgh to study nutritional therapy. And three years on, I'm now a fully qualified nutritional therapist with, as you said, total passion for supporting children who are trying to cope with a whole spectrum of health and psychological issues. And so that pretty much sums up our journey as a family. So. Thanks for, for sharing that. It's a really touching story and it's really important to allow people to understand that we've been where they are. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. No, totally. I also really liked 
Charlotte, that you are there to support the families as well. I think not only not only the parents get lost, but that siblings get lost who are constantly living with that. So I, I like that. 100%. And I do, I think, like you say, they get forgotten, you know, because the focus is on the child with the additional needs. But as a result, you know, of that, you know, family members often, you know, their needs get forgotten. And they, you know, like the parents are bearing the brunt or, you know, their stress levels are huge. So it is important to look at the family as a whole. I'm sure you're going to answer this next question by telling me everybody's different, but can you give us a glimpse at what a programme looks like? So I want to know, you know, once I get in touch with you, what, what kind of things are you going to ask me to do and how long is it going to take and just an idea of what it might entail? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. I am, you know, I always say that each child is unique as a fingerprint, you know, so one size never fits all in terms of creating a programme, you know, or addressing any health problems they may present with. But kids with additional needs often have a greater requirement for vitamins, minerals and essential fatty acids, for example. But the sad truth is more often than not, their ability to absorb these nutrients is impaired. And they usually eat a very limited diet can be a bit of a double or a triple family for them. Uh, and a lot of the health problems that these children have often stem from a problem within their gut. Science is now showing uh, that there's a major connection between the gut and the brain. And if you can identify problems within the gut and correct them, more often than not, you see improvements in the child's overall health, both physical and mental. So addressing, sorry, identifying and correcting any gut issues or nutritional imbalances is kind of at the root of what I would do as a nutritional therapist. So how do you go about it? What happens when I get in touch, Charlotte? So uh, if you visit your doctors, for example, you've, they've got such time constraints and they might only have 10 minutes. I actually have the luxury of time with my clients and feel that having that amount of time to talk to someone about absolutely all your concerns for your child really empowers a parent. So I like to think of myself as a bit of a detective trying to work out the root cause. So... To answer your question, Pauline, in terms of where the process begins, I generally always start with an initial consultation, which is between about one and a half to two hours. And that gives me a really good opportunity to take a really detailed case history for each child. It gives me the chance to look for any of those clues as to where any imbalances may lie. And it enables me to create an entirely personalised nutritional programme for each child. So we'll discuss everything from the child's symptoms throughout their life what they eat, any medication they might be on. I actually even look at the mum's own health because that's important, you know, including their pregnancy, their birth, if the mother has any gut issues because these issues can be passed on to the child. And also look for any hereditary family issues. So sometimes I might recommend functional testing, which can provide me with even more answers. So it could be, you know, looking at blood tests. Urine tests can tell you a host of amazing, give you a host of amazing information stool test that enables me to target specific areas so testing for allergies or intolerances can identify foods that the child might be reacting to and uh, for children with relatively simple cases one initial appointment and a follow-up consultation maybe six to eight weeks later can often bring about positive changes oh there's a jet flying over so sorry, for children with relatively simple cases, one initial appointment and a follow-up consultation six to eight weeks later 
can often bring about positive changes. But for more complicated, sorry, for more complex cases, might be that I support the family over a much longer period of time. But I do like to think that I empower parents with the information that they need to start addressing their child's health concerns immediately. But I'm absolutely there to support them all throughout the programme. So like I said earlier, being a parent is tough for anyone, but for parents with, with children with more complex needs, they're having to cope with huge amounts of additional stress and anxiety that parents of neurotypical kids just don't have. So I'm absolutely here to support parents too. And I can't really wave a, wave a magic wand and make everything better overnight, but what I can do is be there for them. So I can be there cheering them on or providing a shoulder to cry on and perhaps helping them build their own resilience so that they can cope better with the extra demands that they face. And I kind of think that I've been there where they are. I've been where they are. So hopefully my journey with all its ups and downs can give people some hope that, you know, there's differences and, you know, that can be made. Charlotte, I know you offer this online, so it's accessible to anyone wherever they are. Do you also see people in person yeah. if they're local? Yes, absolutely. So I'm in uh, the village of Aberlour in Speyside, whiskey country. And so I can see anybody. Do you know, I've got a consulting room within the house. Do you know, it's lovely and light and bright. And, you know, so I can see people face to face, but absolutely online for you know, people further afield. Are there particular concerns, symptoms of diagnosis that should make me think about coming to see you or somebody who offers something similar to what you offer? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So common symptoms in children with uh, additional needs that might suggest they'd benefit from seeing someone like me. Uh, it could include, you know, poor anger management issues, maybe anxiety, OCD, sleep disturbances, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Maybe if your child's got diarrhea or constipation or kind of fluctuates between the two, which is quite common. If your child's more prone to infections, you know, you feel that they're getting maybe colds, ear infections, tonsillitis, maybe more often than you think, you know, they should. Mood swings, absolutely. Uh, headaches, if you think that your child's reacting to certain foods. Uh, if they're presenting with eczema, psoriasis, any skin conditions, you know. Or if you think they might be anemic, you know, if they're pale lacking energy or if their concentration is poor or you know you find that their memory is not what it was or you know if they're a bit hyperactive but honestly Pauline there's probably evidence to show that the majority of health children's health issues could be improved with some nutritional therapy approaches so you know I, I don't just see children with additional needs you know I could see a child with asthma or with eczema and, you know there's all you know things that can be done. So if parents are recognizing their child in that description there, how do they get in touch with you? So uh, I don't have a website at the moment, but I'm very active on Facebook. So people can easily find me there at the Nutrition Spectrum or they can email me on uh, info at the nutrition spectrum.com. And actually on my Facebook page, there's a book and link where anyone can book in for a free 30 minute consultation. And that gives them the ability, you know, they can discuss their current health issues or just discuss their child's current health issues with me and could discuss how nutritional therapy might help them, you know, or their child. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. Oh, thanks, Pauline. You've been listening to the Helping Hand podcast, connecting families with help and support when they need it. 
If you want more information or to find a therapist near you, go to helpinghandonline.co.uk.